man. I got to stop drinking soda, Tyler. Well, this isn't soda, Sam. What are you drinking? I am drinking Olipop. I have never heard of that in my entire life. You've never heard of Olipop? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Olipop is a new type of soda. Instead of unhealthy additives and hard-to-pronounce chemicals, each can is packed with 9 grams of fiber, just 35 calories, and between 2 to 5 grams of sugar. Olipop is formulated with a proprietary formula of plant-based prebiotics that are scientifically proven to bolster digestive health. You're joking. Not joking. You can save 15% on your order with using our code, which is HERDSODA, which is H-E-R-D-S-O-D-A, at drinkolipop.com. What are y'all waiting for? Click the link down below and save 15% on your order at drinkolipop.com. All right, welcome back to Have hey. You Heard About Animals? Shut up. Uh, uh, it's a Have You Heard About Animals hunting edition because we would like to explain the importance behind hunting and the stigmatism. Ethically hunting. Ethically hunting, yes. I don't believe in torturing animals. And I will say... I have absolutely zero knowledge on any of this, so I'm going to be mostly a listener today. And that's why we brought Cody, who is a avid hunter. Uh, Cody, go ahead and introduce yourself. Cody, I've been hunting since I was about 12, so that's about 12 years now. I've been hunting for over half of my life. Uh, come from a long line of hunters. My grandfather got me into it. Uh, my dad, me and my dad went hunting a lot when i was a kid uh, all sorts of hunting do a lot of elk deer and uh waterfowl hunting so in your opinion like what is the most important thing about hunting the most important thing to me about hunting is is kind of being able to get out in the woods and connect with nature and you're also able to go out there and be closer to like animals and like out in like the, uh, the wilderness it's just it's just super freeing and the all the stuff that hunters contribute to like wildlife is is insane i, I think it's like 400 million dollars uh of annual revenue is what hunters bring to the table um and just being able to preserve what my grandparents and what i have for like my grandkids i think is, is extremely important because we want we want animals like to be around for as long as we're on earth so absolutely and the crazy thing about hunting, a lot of people, so a lot of animal activists, and I'm not going to degrade any animal activist group except because they're trash. Um, and I'm just going to put that out there. I We're going to dolphin that out, though, so we don't get sued for defamation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, just uh, edit that out, Hugo. I just do not. dolphin that one. Yeah, dolphin it. <laughs> um, but the thing about hunting, it actually keeps deer, a lot of populations in check without hunting deer I think since nine, I think it was like 1890 from 1890 until like 2022 deer population had increased 300%. That was with hunting. If that wasn't with, if that was without hunting deer would overtake landscapes and destroy the environment <laughs> along with uh wild boar and wild hogs, they destroy the environment. And that's why a lot of States have like bounties on their heads. Yeah. I mean, in the state, state of Texas, you can go down there with just a gun. Don't even need to get like a hunting license. You can go shoot as many as you want just because they need to get rid of them. And just the damage that they're doing to uh, like the vegetation down there is it's insane. Yep. And the thing is, like, I don't agree. I've seen people how they like kill some of these boars, like they blow them up. I'm like, no, that, like, why? Why are you doing that? 
Like, yeah. just shoot them and eat them. That's all you got to do. I've always wanted to go uh, hunt boars out of the out of the helicopter thing. That looks like a lot of fun. They, they're they're a plague on the environment. Um, hunting has also helped generate over six hundred and eighty thousand jobs across the United States. And a lot of uh, animal activist groups will say, well, a lot of firearm related deaths happen because of hunting. Well, actually, it's only about a thousand per year. Only 0.08 percent of those are fatal, and that's because they weren't wearing the proper PPE. So. I don't know. PPE is protective equipment for listeners who don't know what that means. Oh, yeah, yeah. My bad. Protective equipment. Uh, that's why, like, a lot of states, uh, even here in Colorado, I think now it's, like, I think you have to be, like, 65 years old before you don't have to take a hunter safety course anymore. And the hunter safety course kind of goes down, and it really breaks down all, like, the basics and the fundamentals of, like, how to shoot. Like, if you see a deer on, on this ridge, are you going to shoot it? Yes, no, no, like, why? And they're teaching a lot of a lot of guys that if it's standing up on the on the top of the hill and it's skyline, is that you don't shoot it because if you miss or your bullet goes through it, is that you don't know where your bullet's going and then you don't know who's in the next canyon over. Yep. Yep. So as someone who knows nothing about hunting and generally, you know, I'm like, oh, sad animals dying. What are I want to talk more about like the ethically sourced hunting. So like, what exactly does that look like? I think like ethically sourced hunting really breaks down into like the the fair chase of hunting so fair chase is you know you're, you're not using uh you're not on a, a ranch where the animals can't go anywhere you're on like you're in like a national forest you're uh you're not using you're not trapping them you're not trapping them like you're in you're in their element you're going after them and you're also not using things on like your rifle or your bow that's going to make it that much easier just to be able to shoot something from you know a mile away where the animal doesn't even know that you're there and i don't know it really just breaks down into the ethics and i mean it's also you're not shooting an animal that you don't have a very good shot on you can't see their vitals because they're behind a bush so you just shoot through the bush and hope for the best it's waiting until you have you're presented a shot and you're able to take that shot and you know after you either like let your arrow fly or you let a bullet fly that you know within a couple of minutes or a couple of seconds that that animal is going to be dead and I like that. So, so lack of suffering too for the animal. Yeah, I mean, and any good hunter doesn't want the animal to suffer either. Uh, I mean, for multiple reasons. I mean, we're all like hunters aren't monsters. Like they don't want to watch this thing suffer and and die like a slow, painful death. And uh, also, when you shoot an animal, is that when they start running, the longer that they're running and the longer that they're on their feet, and the worse of a shot that you made, the more adrenaline that is pumping through their body. So once you actually get your animal and you can start pulling the meat off of it it's a lot like tougher and usually has like a different flavor so a a lot of guys like to like to get them killed quickly and and then uh get them on ice so they taste the best and they're the most tender no yeah i 100 in like ethical killing because there are people that are like use traps or one of my biggest pet peeves is like i don't know who did it but they allowed animals to be killed in their dens while they're sleeping. I was just like, you're just weak. You're not a hunter at that point. You're just ambushing an animal that's sleeping. Yeah, I, I can't stand hunting like that. Like one of my favorite types of hunting, uh, I love archery elk hunting because archery season is in September. You have them in the rut. So for like people who don't know, the rut is when it's like their mating season. It happens once a year. And so if you ever have heard a bull elk bugle, it's, it's one of like the best sounds that in the world. And 
you're able to get in their element. You're able to like sneak in closer to them. You're able to like learn what bugle means what and whether or not you have to be a little bit more aggressive, whether you kind of got to be a little bit more standoffish and you're just kind of, you're in their element. And I've had times where I've called in a, a bull and I've been in a herd of, you know, I have 80 different cow elk running around me and I have two bulls that are screaming back and forth and I'm just standing in the middle of it. And I think that's just like, it's, it's, just, it's so much fun. Even if like uh, this last year was probably the most fun season I have ever had elk hunting and I didn't even kill one. Just observing. Yeah. It's just, it's just cool. Like they're just, they're just running around, just, just doing their thing. And you're right there and you kind of just get to like talk back and forth to them. And, and you know, I think what a lot of people who don't hunt, so people like me, the reason why we get turned off to is because like, for some reason, my brain instantly goes to like people who are hunting like elephants and lions in Africa. So I think there's also when people hear hunting, like that's the first thing their minds will go to where I would assume most hunters are against that type of hunting. Yeah. I there Most hunters are against trophy hunting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only thing with when people go down to like Africa to go do hunts, I mean, I don't want, I, I don't like seeing elephants or tigers or giraffes or anything like that killed, but even with uh, like their water bucks and kind of like they're more of like the deer population or whatever, uh, a lot of those guys go down there and they don't get any of the meat. They pay thousands of dollars to these guides in these villages. And these guys take them out on this hunt and then they don't get any of the meat because all the meat gets donated back to the village. So then it's helping all the villagers with, they're bringing in a revenue and they're also bringing in meat for food to feed the village. So it provides yeah. resources. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, a lot, yeah. That's actually yeah. not anything I knew. So that's good information to know. Yeah. A lot of the time, like the, the main thing that hunters, when they go down and do that, the things that they keep are, you know, if they want to be able to fly back to the States, they'll keep the the horns and they'll be able to do like a, a mount for it. But even, uh, I had a buddy who went down there and he said that the villagers, they use like every part of it. They use all the bones. They use everything that they can use off of that animal. And they're always like really excited seeing the hunters come back and have, have fresh game and they have a like a big barbecue. Uh, he said it, it was one. It was an awesome experience going down there. But he didn't get, he didn't kill like zebras or anything like that. So honestly, I'm not too torn up about zebras getting killed. They're pretty much just they're pretty much deer and a horse. I'm sorry, people it eat was. zebra. They eat the zebra. Ah! And I'm just would, a little baby. That's what it is. I, I don't. Know. I'm just like oh. I mean, I I like hunting. Don't get me wrong. I like fishing and all that stuff. But like, if I don't have to, I'm not gonna go do it because. When I do I some, sometimes time. wonder, I'm like, people are like pretty okay with fishing. Like, so what's the difference if someone's fishing versus if they're hunting? I like really. turkey hunting. Turkey hunting is fun. <laughs> See, turkey hunting, I've, I'm really good at finding turkeys, but I've never been just like, I've never wanted to go out and go turkey hunting just because if I shoot a turkey, you know, now I got to pluck all the feathers and then I got to clean it and then I cook it. And I might as well, like, after all the money I just spent, I could have just went just down to like Costco and got a butterball that tasted twenty like a couple times better. So <laughs> no, one hundred percent. Like yeah, like I like going for like small birds, like the little the quails or the pe peasants. the pheasants. I almost mm. said peasants. The peasants. Come here, peasants. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, going back to the the importance of like hunting, hunting hunting benefits the economy. It funds conservation of wildlife management. It promotes a healthy lifestyle. 
It also has charitable characteristics. A lot of money that goes that comes from hunting goes to charities to help out wildlife conservation and actually funds environmental funding. And we also, uh, I mean, we all, we have, you know, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. We have Ducks Unlimited, things like that. I'm actually the co-chairman of the Colorado Springs Ducks Unlimited chapter. Um, but for like Ducks Unlimited, I think that the last number that I saw, it was over 15 million acres uh, have been restored and helped uh, for like the migratory birds that are flying between, you know, here, Canada, Mexico. I think that they're even doing some stuff down in uh, Brazil now. Uh, but that's a hunting, it's a nonprofit organization and they put on like banquets and a lot of the people who come in there are, are avid hunters who are going in, they're going to go spend their money for, you know, a good cause. And all that money is going into restoring wetlands. I think we'll put some of that information in the bio of the episode so people can, yeah. uh, research more yeah, of we'll, these organizations. We'll need those links, Cody, so we can put them in the bio. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can send you the, uh, the main, the main website for Ducks Unlimited. Um, cause I, I believe that they were founded in, in like 1930 and it was actually by a group of duck hunters. Um, it was a small group of duck hunters and wanted to see change. They wanted to see migratory birds kind of like, cause I, I, I can't remember what it was, but I think that the migratory birds were, their numbers were dropping off and, there wasn't as good of hunting and they wanted to restore a lot of wetlands so that they can bring those numbers back up and have the, the species flur, uh, flourish. So they would one help them with hunting, but it's also kind of just saving the birds. <laughs> no, 100%. And there is one huge thing that hunting also does to cap off this episode because we're coming up on it. Um, hunting prevents the spread of diseases because once a lot of animals stick around too long, they, of course, either get cancer or they get spreadable diseases from ticks or they get it from mosquitoes. Uh, they get it from fleas. A lot of these animals are hunted down just to prevent that spread of the Black Plague. Well, not the Black Plague, excuse me, bubonic plague. Because Colorado in general has a huge problem with bubonic plague because of their chipmunk and squirrel population. Yeah, the uh the prairie dogs uh here, even on like Fort Carson, <laughs> uh, are known to have uh bubonic plague. And then there's other um other types of diseases right now that is kind of running through Colorado and it's start it's going into a lot of other states and it's uh chronic wasting disease. And that's got uh it's it affects like the central nervous system of like deer, elk, and I believe antelope. Uh and there for a while is it they were trying to get rid of the numbers. So the testing for it was free. So every time you shot a deer, you take it in, they pulled the lymph nodes out from like underneath its jaw and uh, they would get it tested. And if it tested positive, they give you another tag so that you can go out and still be able to get meat for your family and everything. But then they're also able to pull off more of those uh, animals that have chronic wasting disease because the, uh, the CWD is transferred between just saliva. So if they were, uh, one of them had CWD and was grazing in some grass, and then one that didn't came through and grazed the same grass, is that they're highly likely to catch chronic wasting disease. And seeing, seeing deer and elk with chronic wasting disease is something that's like really sad. It, it looks like 
a human that has like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and then isn't getting like any medical care. And so they're just, uh, I, I walked up to one within, you know, a couple of yards and it just didn't know I was there. Didn't really care. I was there. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really shitty stuff. Oh yeah. I'm looking at it right now. That's Jesus hundred percent fatal. Woo. Yeah. I think it, I think it's once they contract <sighs> it, is it, it's like average between like, it's like two years is, is when they die. That, that's really sad. Holy crap. Um, yeah. so I hope everyone that listened to this episode, uh, understands the importance of this episode and the importance of hunting when it comes to hunters. It's not that they want to go for trophies or anything. It's actually helping the economy. It's helping the environment and it's helping spreading the diseases that will actually Stop decimate the, the spread environment. of disease. Yeah. It's not um, helping spread the disease. Hopefully. Oh yeah. Did I say that wrong? <laughs> um, so we would like to thank Cody for coming on this episode and talking about the importance of hunting. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Cody. Yeah. And there's one more thing, cause you've said trophy hunting a couple of times. So there is a stigma about trophy hunting. However, I don't consider myself a trophy hunter, but I do want to shoot, you know, bigger like bulls for elk and bigger bucks for deer. Cause one that deer's had longer time to live and it's coming up on the end of its lifespan. And you always hear the saying like, Oh, you can't eat horns. But if you ever look at a full grown mule deer buck versus a spike buck, which is, you know, a spike is probably about a year, year and a half old. And then you shoot a big four by four, uh, mule deer. And that's, it could be a, you know, a seven, eight year old deer. You get a lot more meat off of it too. So there's like that stigma around it, but even like trophy hunters, I mean, a lot of trophy hunters too, in terms of other people, they don't kill one every year because they're holding out to go and shoot a big one. So they don't even kill one every year. And it's giving the time for those younger bucks and those younger bulls to, to grow up and, you know, spend more of their life out in the woods. No, 100%. And I, what I meant by trophy hunting is like where they just take the head and just mount it on their wall type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That I hate, I can't stand that. Meat's the best part. Meat. You look at the. the Yeah. Like you might as well not waste if you're going to kill something. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at the nutritional facts on elk and deer too, the percentage of protein, the percentage of body fat on them, eating it is so much more healthier. And I mean, when I go and kill an elk or I go kill a deer, you know, I kill it, I bring it to my house, I cut it up, I put it in my freezer. So I watch this thing from when it was just running around in the woods to when it's going into my into my belly and feeding my family. And I know that there's no like GMOs or anything like that being added. I, I know what that elk was eating. It was eating grass. Yeah. And I think it's just people don't understand the lifestyle behind it. So they automatically just group them uh, together group them together like generalize i would say they just make it yeah. bad yeah but we don't think those we don't like those guys either we don't like <laughs> giving you guys a bad name <laughs> yep but i hope this episode helped out the younger audience understand and they can form their own ideas about hunting hey and I hope even the older listeners because i learned things yeah. today I hope the older listeners learn something today too and understand that there are stigmas behind hunting and they're not all bad. But I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. I'm sure we're going to have more episodes about hunting and the importance of it. So we will see you in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Have You Heard About Animals is an educational podcast where we teach the importance of animals and human relationships. Sam and I have worked hard to create something that everyone can enjoy. So with that, please leave us a five-star review 
a review and what you think about the podcast. Have You Heard About Animals was created by Sam Splash and Tyler. All music is copyrighted by Have You Heard About Animals and Sam Splash Records. Artwork is copyrighted by Have You Heard About Animals and Sin Elric. Editing was done by Hugo.